0: There we go. And welcome back guys. Today we have Art with us as a special guest. Um, Angie knows art from way back in the day. Yes. I met Art probably a couple years back at a, one of our parties. And today we're
1: having we're gonna talk some good shit with him.
2: How we're old are class. you, Art? I'm am... gonna
0: answer the
1: classified, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am fifty two and I am honored and proud to be here. And I know this podcast is gonna blow up and I'm happy to be one of the original interviews. So, yeah, you you're one of the top five right now. But I am I am
0: 50 52. Listen ladies, you don't look 52, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> so, uh I'm honored to bring my friend on here because uh I, I, I'm just loving these podcasts on inspirational people to me that inspire me in different walks of life. Yeah. Art's one of the hardest working people I know. This dude's got pensions from like three or four different careers <laughs> in his life, which tells you you don't ever have to stay stuck in any one way of life. Yeah. Um, we started with, uh, what was the first career you can say you had? The first career? It'd be the military, right? Nope. I, I was
1: a people boy. Paper boy. I worked for the <laughs>
2: Hartford. <not> <laughs>
1: come on, I worked for
2: the Hartford Current and I made I made money. What age did you start at? Because a lot of people from, you know, my genre and a little bit before me started working real young. I don't know eighteen year olds with jobs now, but I had a job when I was twelve.
1: <laughs> I, I started the Hartford Current
2: as a paperboy when I was fourteen.
1: <laughs> and then I did that job until I was seventeen and I come from a very military and community service family
2: yeah.
1: um so i was how many
2: generations of your family have done service for the military four
1: four generations yeah. and because of that i was inspired and i knew that it was kind of expected of me to continue the tradition. so was it your I, calling though you know if i would have have my choice i wouldn't have gone into the military that's why as soon as i got out the military i started working for dc at dc well, what's DCYS back then, but DCF now. But when I was in high school, I, I had an I had a opportunity to join the army, yeah. um, and I did. They and used I, to
2: recruit in the high schools, right?
1: They, they used did. To come, they show did. up, do a whole. They don't do it anymore. Spiel,
2: um, <clears throat> trying to get you right out the gate.
1: Yep, they don't do it anymore. There was a program called Spinoff, where you, you could go in as a junior in high school. And train for it do basic training come back for your senior year and while you're a senior in high school you do national guard drills but as soon as you got done as a senior you went to what was called ait which is where you learn your, your job skill. yeah um so i did that and
2: what was your I, mos my i know M- that's like what most people ask up that. right
1: my yeah. mos was what was it's already been changed the, MO, the MOS classifications have changed, but back then it was what was called uh, 95 Bravo I, which was Military Police Intelligence.
2: MP? MPI. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. And uh, unfortunately for me, <laughs> my unit got activated my senior year, and I, I, I found myself in Panama hunting for Noriega and his. Home. On your first deployment as a teenager. M- my as a senior in high school and, and like I told
2: you, I'm sitting there like, hold up. You're scared, right? <laughs> like, Obviously you had to be scared. Angela, I'm sitting there I'm
1: talking 17 years old like, uh they're shooting at us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had never in my life had people shoot at me. And there wasn't video games back then. Yeah, so it you weren't no. like, <laughs> no prepared for this life. So yeah, I, I
1: did Panama I was there for five and a half weeks got done there came back finished my senior year in high school and my whole because my family's always been community active yeah um I went to Yukon and I got my my degree in adolescent psychology well the
2: military help you pay for that yes or no I will give the military that they are good on continuing ed- education. That's if you don't come back super scarred from going to war at 17 years old, um, <laughs> and you can hold your life together to possibly go back to college. Um, I, I lucky, because unfortunately that happens. A lot. So that helped pay for army too. Uh, what position that you play for football. You know, I love my sports. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> back, back in my day, I did what's
1: rare is called Iron Man. I played offense and defense. Yeah. But I played uh, There's a couple
2: center. people in the NFL that do. I mean, you know, especially very
1: few, for. Very few. Very few anymore. Oh, it's a little tiny sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> but I played center and nose guard. So they normally on. do
2: defense and special teams. Like, that's what they do. Yeah, they don't, yep, they, they yep. don't do offense You're right. and defense. You're right. you are they, right. they they sprinkle in and chase in the ball down the field for uh, kickoffs.
1: Yep. and. Chill. But I was on both sides of the football. I was the center and nose guard. Um, and You
2: look like a center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was it was a good time. It was a good time. My time at UConn was unfortunately it was interrupted by that time I had to leave to go to Saudi Arabia, but
2: You got deployed more than once?
1: Nope. Nope, I've only been deployed. I've only done two tours. I did Panama and Saudi Arabia.
2: You got deployed more than once. (laughs) They called your unit to get deployed more than once. I
1: was part of the original. Slowing down, old man. (laughs) (laughs) I was part of the original Desert Shield.
2: You went to two separate areas. Two separate, yes. Two separate countries. Two separate countries on two separate employments. And when I went to Saudi Arabia,
1: it was our job to secure this giant, giant strip of desert. So that they could build like an airship. Yeah. And and again, I'm out there just securing a, a desert. Like, yo, people shooting at us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, was, like it was always somebody shooting at me, and I I, I, I don't I, I gotta I gotta believe in and thank God. Yeah. Because I've been shot at at least a dozen times, Damn. and never hit. And I gotta thank God that either they were fucking blind as hell, <laughs> or, or I was—I was just lucky. And I, and I am Black Irish, so I was like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I'm lucky.
2: Black red luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I came back from uh, Saudi Arabia, finished my work at UConn, got my degree in what used to be Human Development Family Relations, yeah. but that degree doesn't exist anymore. It was too expansive a degree. Yeah, they it, had to start yep, breaking they, them down. They did, exactly. Specifics. You can't
2: say, I have a business degree. They were like, no, business of what? Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. So that degree, Human Development and Family Relations, is now Adolescent Psych, Marriage and Family Counseling, uh, Human Development. I mean, it's, it's like four different degrees now. But and
2: they wonder why they want to replace us all with robots. It takes five different people <laughs> to make a job happen yep. now. And it used to be one, because like you said, you used to do it all. If you were the mechanic, you were the customer service guy. You were also the mechanic. You were also every part of the job. Now they're like, no, no, we need a front desk person. We need somebody to answer the phones. And having that one person, if you trusted them, it just makes so many different areas of your life secure that's why i try to be a jane of all trades <laughs> just take it all on because at the end of the day just get it done Back. all this complaining every job i work at all people do is complain all the time you spent complaining it could have been done already yeah like wait 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 my job they gave me all this stuff and i got to go to this place guess what you're still going yes, 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 <laughs> you, you want, want to get, get a, a to payche- paycheck our generation and this
0: new generation
2: yep you're right but you know what, they're old men too. Tell me all the people I work yeah, with aren't older than me. I get it, but some of these old guys they put their time in, now they're just trying to get trying to
0: get in like through life, trying to pay bills with their if they have a pension and you know, this extra income coming in. Who gets pensions bad. anymore? As, let's as, let's as go a, to as pensions. A, as a member of
1: that generation you're referring to, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um uh-huh. livable with the pension.
2: What is a pension? I'm gonna tell you right now. I read all of my, I read all of my work agreements. None of these places give you tenure. None of the places, none of the places we work at. I've read every single contract I've ever signed. A lot of people back then did. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I could put in 10, 20 years for a company of good work, and who cares? They don't even buy me a watch on my way out. They're like, you're too old. You can't work this machine. Go the hell home. I will be
1: honest with you. I have one friend who just retired from the
2: church. Well, you're talking state jobs. They retired, do the pensions. Retired, he's making... I've never had a 30, state job. Thirty thousand a year. Yeah. I have another friend of mine who's a
1: retired state police officer. He's making almost $65,000, $70,000 a year. Retired. Yeah. Doing nothing. Making that kind of money. Yeah. And, and here I am <laughs> 20 years... With the battlefield jobs I've had, and I'm like, um, can, can a brother get some food stamps? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's terrible. Hard. It's like you're a veteran, you have uh, all of these other great services. What I really wanted to focus on today was your work with, uh, like you said, DCYS. Hmm. From Back in the day Um, We're coming up on holidays And you know they're spamming the crap out of me with these kids And I have such a bleeding heart Like I donate to every single person's charity You post the birthday charity on Facebook I put $5 in that account (laughs) Wounded warrior, this, whatever I told you I believe <laughs> that it comes back I make my kids donate at every Salvation Army, even though I know the Salvation Army is corrupt and people feel however they feel about the Salvation Army but to me, it's the thought, not what they do with it, that's on them they have to live with that conscience
1: But through friends, through friends' birthdays I've donated to St. Jude's Hospital Seven times this year,
2: yeah, <laughs> well, like, at least. Like what the? My hell? contributions are like yeah. two fifty that I claim every year on my taxes because I donate to everyone's birthday charity. I believe in yep, karma, yep, yep. And if I put good things out, they come back to me, and that's why I live that positivity in my life. And, and, and after surviving twelve bullet shots, <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes,
1: I'm contributing. Listen, I've
2: never music. been shot at. Thank fucking God. There M ones. <laughs> <laughs> Kapow! King King!
1: <laughs> it's jam. Grab the other <laughs> one. The old prince guy. <laughs> we guys. Got leave another yeah. guy to go. What kind of bullets you got? Like?
0: <laughs> they weren't using the fully automatic bar yet. Yeah, no Nope. <laughs> and so before were, we and
2: came, they, were,
1: they definitely weren't ACP. So, so
2: like, <laughs> before we came live, we were going through the generations <laughs> of military weapons. That uh, people have used because I was saying that between me and my ex-wife, who are both in the service, um, they taught me hand to hand and you know bayonet training and all that. I said that to her, and she goes, "What's a bayonet?" And she works in supply, so <laughs> I thought she should know, but apparently they don't well, do that anymore. Warn me before you make jokes. <laughs> no, that's the point. It's on well, the. For plate. anybody out there, do you guys want to explain what a bayonet is? Yes, a bayonet is the nice little pointy knife. Yeah, <laughs> knife that they attach to the end of weapons. You'll see them in all old war movies. World War one, World War two. Yep. So apparently they were phasing them out at the beginning of the two thousands. Yeah, the two thousands when I was in the service. Um I'm just crazy, because like previously explained to you folks, I was like I got out on a psych, which is unconditional, and mm-hmm. I don't have to tell nobody that shit. But. <laughs> you know what's ironic? Because I went in to basic in
1: 87. Holy shit, I was and, like and four. We, <laughs> I was four, <in> years. <laughs> <laughs> we were using the M16A1, and we were still fixing the internet. You know, yeah,
2: I did yeah. in 2002. Yeah, that's a carbon, right?
1: Yes. yes.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: I know
2: some weapons. You do. I gotta get <laughs> a Yeah, but I did, a, like, all that stuff, like, stabbing dummies, like, fixing <laughs> fixing all that stuff, and I, like, tell her that, and she's like, what? And I'm like, she told me they did not take hand-to-hand. Who goes through basic training and doesn't take hand-to-hand combat? You're
0: just supposed to run away
2: now. Like, what? They're like, no, we did weapons. She told me they did weeks longer of weapons training than we did. I'm like, we did we did two, three weeks on the range, maybe?
1: I'll be honest with you. I was so happy to come hand-to-hand combat.
2: I was 17. so was the guy I was wrestling with.
1: <laughs> I was seventeen. I was a, without a doubt the youngest person in my unit, and I got picked on a lot. Yeah. But I was also a wrestling champ. I had. You're
2: a big dude.
1: <laughs> I had wrestling skills, and when it came to hand-to-hand combat. I, I was you got to the show them oh, what's what. I, I was effing people up, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I got can cuss on here. Yeah, <laughs> <about> on her.
2: <laughs> it's explicit. <laughs> and I
1: got, I got promoted,
2: and I became a squad leader.
1: Yeah,
2: and I stayed squad leader for the next seven weeks, eight weeks. Nice. Listen, our squad leader was one of the older chicks in our group. She was probably like 27. I was like 19 when I went in. Uh, My drill sergeant hated me. She called me princess. Uh, They smoked us, and when they dropped us and I got up, I hate being dirty. (laughs) So I was like, brushed off my clothes, (laughs) and she bothered me for the rest of forever. (laughs) Um, But our squad leader was this tiny little like 28-year-old chick, which is old for a female that's going into the military. Um, But she was badass as hell. She pretty much mommed everybody. Every time they put us on challenges and they're like, figure out how to build this shit and get across this (laughs) shit, she's like, everybody shut the hell up! This is what we're doing. And we're like, Alright, just fucking dope stuff. (laughs) stuff over there. Do whatever the hell this lady's telling us. She was an A-class runner. She monstered push-ups, but I thought it was an unfair advantage considering she's like four feet tall. And her push from the ground is like two inches. And I'm like, of course she can do it. My arm arm length is taller than me. So I think I was supposed to be taller. Whatever. What factor are you in I was a B class runner because I hate running. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> for those I would keep up because I'm competitive, <laughs> but like I'm not trying <laughs> to win because I don't care. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so when you got out of the service, you went back to college so you could work for DC. Yep, I went back to college. I finished up my degree in human development and it's gonna be a sad job. Like, it's got, like I'm such a bleeding heart that it would be such a sad job to see like all these kids. I would be trying to take the kids home like kittens. Like you can all come home with me. You know, I will feed you. You know what
1: the worst part was? I really fell into that role yeah. of wanting to do the most good. And I started working with physically and specifically. specifically. Physically and sexually abused kids that have what's called dual diagnosis. They have a diagnosis of abuse. And they've developed like ADD,
2: ADHD, OD. Exactly. You know what's crazy? We were just talking about this for medical stuff the other day. Back then, everything was like ADHD. Now it's like attachment disorders, and, and, and there's so many more. Like you said, there's no umbrella for it, there's like specific terms that kind of key that point though. that stuff out. The HDSM has doubled
1: in size, yeah. and that's the diagnostic book we use to judge things. But it's you're right. It's double news times. So you must have seen a years. lot of kids with trauma. I was specifically the leading psych trauma clinician. Yeah. For the greater Hartford area. So
2: like the worst of the worst.
1: Yeah. You got to see the worst yeah. of the worst. Um. There used to be a, ho- a hospital on Blue Hills Island, Hartford, called Mount Sinai. Uh, it is. It's a rehab now. I- exactly. But it used Like, to be, it's a drug rehab. It used to be what well, we've been there. About, and maybe seeing it, <laughs> acute behavioral crisis. Yeah. And that was specific kids who had so much trauma that they weren't.
2: Can I tell you it's probably the same thing? I want to say most of my friends that had uh, serious drug problems, that's where it came from. No doubt. They no. grew up in foster care. They had no. super rough lives. They don't know how to cope. Um, I I've I've spent a couple of my own stints in psych facilities. Uh, it's not a secret. You can look it up on medical shit. Like they don't share medical information? Yeah, right. Well, when you get arrested and they drag you to that place, then they know about yep. it.
0: <laughs>
2: you're, right, you're right. So uh, it's not it's not secret information. Uh, that's why I just live my life by honesty. But um, I've met some some pretty pretty hey, fucking and, and, and sad you, cases.
1: Like, and you can attest over. The twelve-year period that I worked at specific clubs, I ran across
2: multiple. Yeah, clients. You, you you could connect it to drug issues. You could connect it to psychological issues. You could daddy issues is really just some other issues. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a nice name for something that's way more than that. Way more. Than that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, a lot of these kids also. Um, develop split personalities. Yes. A lot of them just to cope with the trauma they're going through. That's, right? yep. That's Multiple similar.
2: personality disorder. Yeah. That's some scary shit. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just see it on TV shows like the... Yeah.
1: You know what? I was talking to a friend of mine. But it's
2: real life. He, he telling out me
1: here. that, you know what unfortunately i starting to see
2: an uptick in?
1: Kids qualifying on that triple qualification of psychopathy yeah these are the kids that kill their cat torture their dog
2: oh the the burn a house you know the jeffrey Dahmers and, of this and, world and
1: wet the bed and, and then they i don't know
2: that wetting the bed and choking out a cat are the same thing but you know i'm just saying five there's the, 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 yeah. yeah. five, five levels of psychopathy yeah but those are the most common. What in the bed is inverted. Then you have that outverted stuff that's like strangling cats you well, also, also They also get the night night
1: terrors. Yep, yep. That's
2: you know, yep. so what I was going to say. One of my worst roommates ever, she was sexually traumatized pretty much her whole life. She used to have the craziest night bouts ever, like to the point where they'd have to come trank her. She'd be sleeping, but like flipping furniture over. And I'm like, uh guys i'm buzzing the fucking <laughs> night nurses like help i was like is she awake she's like talking and like moving but she is not awake yeah. and i was like oh they need to lock her somewhere and it's terrible that kids like live like that and i had a pretty fucked up childhood myself the worst part is is an uptick and that percentage of kids Yes and no. I actually was just doing some stat checking before I came here, and actually the cases of some of that stuff are lower because the diagnoses are out there. Because there's treatments. Because there's a different doctor for every type of thing we were just talking about. The diagnosis can fall in
1: so many different categories that they lose the psychopathy.
2: Do I think people reproduce too much? Yes. But on the same note, I was just reading an article that said in 1950 it was average for each household to have five children. Five children. So the likelihood of you forgetting about Timmy or this or that and drowning and falling in a lake and well, like, like, okay, we see that stuff on the news, but it's not like it used to be. Right. Little Timmy falling in the well, that shit was like every other weekend and every other small town but there wasn't national news stations putting it out there so you could read it. Spot, you go back in newspapers that's when all the serial killers were because there was no DNA to catch them. They were just out here killing people. And worse. Our
1: generation is one. It's getting better, so you, go, you go back the next two generations 70% of them been influenced by rap movies, drug dealers on TV, yeah. guys with fancy cars, jewelry, history like re- cash. listen,
2: history repeats itself over and over and over again. As people, we always want more. That's that's just just a fact. But but because they've been influenced by that more of specific what? Group- People can say I don't like money. That's fine. You're probably an attention more. <laughs> you want something more. It may not be money, but it's definitely but see, something. Like, I know she we had a point. got a point. You know, got I was point. like that. You know what I'm saying?
0: like Growing up, I saw... You know, I lived in Cali, so I saw all this We all this music about rap,
1: Tupac, yeah. N.W.A. Well, you had the
2: riots in uh, California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, and that, was,
1: that was the role all model. All the gangs. That was the role model that was put out there. Yeah. But you get my generation, and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, I had role models like Muhammad Ali, uh, Malcolm X, Malcolm X, hey. Martin Luther King. Before yeah.
2: I am so salty that that's before my generation. Like all these people were killed long before I was long alive. Before, yeah. So you know. Oh, my mom talks about it. Point. Like my mom talked about it all the time. My mom grew up in the anti. Listen, I'm I'm multiracial. Um, My mom was like I I, I went to Martin Luther King's rally when I was like a teenager. She's like I saw all that stuff on TV. I took it very seriously.
1: I I went to the Million Man March.
2: And And I was
1: like, you know what, I'm proud to know that at least this generation
2: Knows about it. Absorbed it. Yeah. Exactly. They teach it. They know about it. But that's how history moves on. I mean, the Native Americans did it best because they did it word of mouth. There was no books. There was no none of that stuff. You talk to your kids and passed on previous Generational knowledge. Right now, we're reading all this false media bullshit. People can write whatever they want and whatever post it online. And say whatever they want. And people read it like gospel. You might as well be re- you might as well be <laughs> reading the Bible. What kind of fluff site did you grab this information from? <laughs> exactly. right. I looked up national statistics for uh, DCF and cases, and surprisingly, I actually was looking to see if like during twenty twenty it was like worse. No. Um, it actually is getting better since then. There was more reports of things during. Hello? Yeah. I feel like that's, yes. right. <laughs> that's what I said. Everybody's out and about now. I feel like people are reporting exactly. other things. <laughs> exactly. And people are
1: following different, I don't want to say stations, but different perspectives. Agendas or are venues yeah. that report,
0: yeah.
1: and and you know there's so few you can honestly say, watch that one because it's good. Watch that one because don't watch that one because it's bad. It's it, it's.
2: I so listen to it sad. all and the intonation and how they you know how they're presenting it to me. It really doesn't matter. Like I don't have a preferred news vendor. I will listen to all of it. I'm one of those people that will take in everything, and like I'll listen to you if you make valid points. But some of the stuff like. Do you not hear how racist you sound? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and, and, you're and back, literally talking, and like, do you not hear the racism? All I'm trying not to judge you, but and, and back in my day, we had Walter Cronkite. If Walter
1: Cronkite said it, it, it was true. Now you've got so many venues and perspectives and venues for information. People, people just don't know the right
2: ones. Yeah. Is that from tabloid news? <laughs> and you're telling me that's real? <laughs> but you know what? A lot of tabloid stuff is real. <laughs> I went to California and I went to what is it called? The House of Secrets or whatever. Yep, yep. All the FBI conspiracy fucking shit that's real. They're like, look, we have all the evidence. It's right here. <laughs> all that shit is real. So the shit you read in the tabloids actually was real. They're like, and they, they had something in there about the moon landing. Didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember reading about that. Uh, we have to beat them so bad, we're gonna fig it <laughs>
1: So, right, how long were you doing DCF for? I worked for DCF years? For DCF officially 16 years wow, okay. And then I left there and I went to work with the United Way with two very specific Residential houses um, That dealt with kids that had dual diagnosis
2: Um, You know, homelessness, all of the stuff that's, like, a huge epidemic, like, in our country right now. Um, You know, teens with issues. Um, I've always wanted to do, like, a big sister... Type mentorship, but I just feel like you know they don't agree with my weed habit, and to me, <laughs> it keeps me normal and sane, and <laughs> it's better than all the medications they put me on put together. So I, I can. I it should be legal. Know. I voted for everything to make it legal. I Isn't I, I do legal? my due diligence. It is legal. It's legal to carry it's and like federal. have. Yep. It's not federal. Yeah. Um, and you know, I travel a lot, and like, I'd really like it to be just, like, my choice. Like, I'm not smoking your kid up, I'm like, taking well, care of me, yeah. so like, <laughs> I don't understand legalized marijuana federally! I'm sponsored, I'm sponsored, i I have my medical card, <laughs> and, and, and,
1: They wouldn't and. give me
2: mine with my fucking gun permit, they told me I had to have one or the other, I couldn't have both. Yes! I can't be legally high and legally <laughs> holding guns. That's what they told me. So I was like, mm, I mean, I but know. I want my guns. So... I know. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. one. Yeah. It's either one. That's crazy.
0: Yep.
1: Control. Control. That's what I said. <laughs> and, and then my card expired. And my payment... Like
2: $200 man. to renew that 200,
1: shit. $200. Try three. Ooh. 200 for the doctor. And then a hundred to the state to get the actual
2: license. Three hundred freaking dollars. I know. My uncle my uncle's on disability and like needs that. It's a medical prescription. They prescribe it and then he still has to pay for the stuff. Yep. Nope. And he's like, so my license expired and it costs a lot of money, but I live on disability, which is like eight hundred dollars a mm-hmm. month and garbage. He's like, but I can't renew my license. And I was like, and that's where our system's all fucked up. We don't take care of disabled, we don't take care of veterans that are most of the homeless wow. population. I just heard that they're thinking of making like we legal to the point where they can tax it
1: into Connecticut. That. That's what they should do. Yeah. So they, they're, can, they're, like at the end
2: of the day, take they're your
1: they're money. when I go to my dispensary, yeah. I I damn sure
2: see on my receipt Tax. tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are taxing everything. They figure out how to tax it. That's that's the point and of it. They
1: make bank off of it. Yeah.
2: If so I tell funny, if every I, business owner I know, pay your taxes. That's all you gotta do, because the government will come for that. I have to buy weed. I have to.
1: How funny is that? Because if I don't, I lose my medical pain management services. Yeah. So I'll go and I'll buy something. I'll buy something for Forty, fifty dollars. Why is nine dollars
2: tax? Nine, tax. nine out of three, thirty dollars. That, that's yeah, that's crazy. No, the weed tax is high. It is. It's like well, that's why a lot of people still go to drug dealers. Yeah, you gotta buy that street shit because you don't pay that tax on it, and, that, and that's another thing. But we we know our weed, and I'm telling you now, the state
1: definitely regulates. Oh, yeah. how strong a percentage. The TCP. They're giving
2: you that weak shit.
1: Exactly. It's, exactly. it's
2: pretty, but it's weak as fuck. It's
1: weak as fuck. Yes.
2: It's that 9% that they allow out of the store. You know? <laughs> so, so the yeah, one-shot, two-beer two limit. My, my, my corner deal. Yeah. They
1: said probably
0: start.
2: So anyway, I wanted to get into why you're even on pain management. Um, that's another thing that inspires me about you. Like, um, you're you're a warrior. You're still here. Uh, you got into a pretty serious motorcycle accident. Like, oh, oh, my God. The past four
1: years have been the most...
2: Is it four? I feel like it's longer. No.
1: Uh, actually, it's probably going on five. But they've been the most challenging of my life in... 2017, I got in a, a motorcycle accident. I was in a coma for two weeks. Got out, the left side of my body was paralyzed, um, and I had to relearn how to use my hand and my feet.
2: Now, going to the medical, you had some pretty serious brain damage, a bunch of other yep. things. I actually didn't I think had, you were going to wake up. I had a TBI
1: with traumatic brain injury. Um, and I was in an amazing place called Gaylord Hospital. It's in Wallingford, Connecticut. And it's award winning. It's known across the country. Yeah. One of the best brain injury hospitals around. And I got lucky, I don't I qualified because I was a veteran and I damn sure wasn't going to a VA hospital. Yeah. Um so I ended up there and I was there for three three and a half months. Three, three and a half months learning how to rewalk, talk, re- talk, recognize faces and remember names, which is why I'm so bad with names. <laughs> well, we only met that one time. All right, so um, okay, hold that guy to you. <laughs> Just relearning life and getting to a point
2: where Still I have some speech issues. Yep, you're you're slurring a little bit. It's only I a did. one shot in, but I did. I, I have some serious speech issues, and not a couple uh, you've had a couple driving driving (laughs) things uh i think at my bachelorette we had to hold you up anyone there can attest for this uh and and i was driving the bus (laughs) he drove the party bus he's like listen i've done this forever i want to do this for you and then uh we went to a hot tub place it was awesome (laughs) northampton let us close down this 15 person hot tub we had my whole bridal party in and uh they're like uh i think your driver's dead on the sidewalk and i'm like what so i'm in a bathing suit and it's october oh, so, so i throw on a fucking towel and i'm outside like yo are you gonna die come on we gotta come inside and they're like where did you just go in a fucking bathing suit and i was like and to I'm go mad. get the
1: driver i'm mad the whole time,
2: like. Damn, I should have worn
1: my G-string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you could have me.
2: probably passed out in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we could get you out of water weight. <laughs> I didn't take that class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys gave me a uh, D for that class,
2: right? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't do no swimming classes. <laughs> I hate pools. I am a stereotypical black girl at heart. Uh, when we see water, they're like, oh, are you going to jump in? I was like, no, my yeah. hair. We went to the beach. My hair. Right? I don't get in I the water. Her, I invited her, her, her daughter
0: to the beach. Me and my kids. And not once. I think no. You
2: got your feet wet. That's about it. Other than that, she did not get in. I think your wife got in. Connecticut beaches are disgusting. My wife swims in lake water. She doesn't. <laughs> listen, I told my daughter, we went to Lake George and we were camping. We rented a house up there with a friend of mine and uh, we took the kids and my daughter's like, I want to go swimming in the lake. I was like, cool. I'm going to let you know like this. They're both wearing life jackets. So I was like, cool. Lowered her off the deck laying on my stomach. <laughs> I was like, listen, don't drown because I'm not coming again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friend's like, I'll get them I was like, great, super <laughs> Love my kids, but uh, I'm not getting in that lake water And if I get in there, I'm going to be so fucking mad Jesus. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Listen, I wrote one of my college papers On the parasites that oh, live yeah, in know. still standing water And infect you yep. And like, yep. people that die from disgusting they things Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh yeah, mm-hmm. No, none of that one, The other one that goes up in your brain and we're gross oh, as humans. We're just gross. Yeah. There's shit in there, like rusty engines and shit. I'm gonna die from some seventeen well, see, it's diseases. Not like a pool no,
0: where you know people put chlorine in it. Yeah, you know going to shit in it.
2: It's I fair. swim in pools. Listen, I'll go in a pool because I can see the bottom. I know it's fucking clean. There's chlorine in it. I'm not swimming in lakes. Uh the yeah, ocean no, 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 no. the ocean's iffy to me. My dad, my first horror movie ever was fucking Jaws. And I hate the ocean. I'm not gonna lie. If anything touches me, I will literally kill you <laughs> I just, or anybody else. I just
1: want a me. boat. I just want a boat. That's been swimming in my yard for fifteen years. Don't use it. I've never used it don't use it. You never use it? No. We went what?
2: swimming. We I went We went to my wife's dad's old. cabin. And he's like, oh, we're going to go out on the boat. I said, y'all are going to go out on the boat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, me and Allie are going to stay right here on the shore. Yeah. We're like, this boat, boat has a hole. Exactly. Why y'all out there? And I'm standing right here. You should start paddling back. But I, right? I,
1: I sold the boat and the guy I'm selling it to, he's like, I'm like, so, so what are you going to do? Just ride it and travel? Like, no, no, I'm going... Fishing. I'm like, what do you like to fish? I'm thinking about Connecticut River. What? Why? Like, dude, I'm I'm a member of an emergency response team.
2: Because of the disgusting water
1: that is the Connecticut (laughs) River. And we pull out at least eight bodies a year. (laughs) And if you knew the amount of pollution coming out of the Every factory
2: off the river that Connecticut built there, when they founded Connecticut, you would need to Damn thing out of Connecticut. Don't get me wrong,
1: it's okay to swim in, but All I right, I'm, I'm right, not right. eating a damn thing out of Connecticut River. I'm okay, not eat, swim. I'm not looking at the river sometimes.
2: Oh my god, it smells terrible. Every All side right. of it. I'm like the East Hartford side, the Hartford side, I go down there it's and like it the smells Huntsman. it smells like the dumps. It smells like the dump in it Hartford. Does. It does. And then you go the dump the in Hartford in July. Anyone that has driven on 91 or 80 Like, anywhere near the Hartford Dump knows what that shit smells like in July. And then you go up
1: to Farmington, and every year they have the Shad Derby, where they have a competition to catch the Shad, the biggest Shad, and these guys don't catch and release, they catch and keep, because they got to weigh them in. Yeah. But they catch them, and everyone I've talked to, yeah, we catch them, we go home, we fry them, put some flour on them, you know, we do it right up. Hell no. I'm like, you're eating... Shit. Out of Connecticut really all all fucked up.
2: <laughs> that's where that's that's where the world is coming to, the drive in and the people. Because people are so uh I don't know, they're just so ignorant of people around them now. Like you don't yeah. see other people, you just walk through people. Like it's not that hard to be courteously nice to people. Well, you, you know what? Narcissism
1: narcissism
2: is running away.
0: Oh, that's about eight (laughs) miles.
2: Don't worry. Ninety percent of the people I know. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you're just self involved and self the thing is though, nowadays,
0: you gotta be careful who you even say something to. God forbid they turn around, stab you, shoot you, throw you in front of a car, whatever it is. It's not like it used to be where it's like, yo, watch yourself and it's like, oh shit, my bad. You know, like now it's like, what you say to me? Hold up, I'll be right back. Wait, you're waiting for the bus, right? Go home, come Can oh, I shoot back. you,
2: your twin friends, yeah. everybody in the class? Everybody in the class. <laughs> like, this right. crazy now. The teacher, just cause she was there and didn't say anything. I was talking to, to
0: Andy one time. Like, back then, there was respect. The OG showed us, you know, you gotta respect one another, but if someone disrespected yeah, you gotta show them a lesson. Face to face. Exactly. It was all face But to now it is just, it's oh, you call me a pussy, pop, pop, pop. But back then, you, you get into a fist fight, you guys give each other a dab, grab a beer. Call it day. Like, yeah, you want my eye, man. I'm sorry about that. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it.
2: You know That's worry. your guy philosophy. Me and my wife had this conversation before. Your guy philosophy, guys are pretty much, you know, genetically like that. You guys can literally fight and then like next week have a beer together. Now nah, now nowadays females ain't that shit. <laughs> like that's not even real. Females hold grudges for she knows that shit ten years later. She's <laughs> so mad. Like, do you the, remember let April twenty fifth? 2001? Yeah, yeah, bitch. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I was there and I'm like, right. that's that's how I know I'm more of a guy. But well, to me, I'm just saying, like, back then, that's how it used to be. Now it's
0: not. These youngins don't have respect for their elbow. Why bring or anybody
2: a semi automatic weapon to a fucking knife fist fight? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's no longer about face to face. No, they
0: just want to have. Uh, street cred now, like oh yeah, I'm that was me. You see all the, you see all these mug shots? They're just like, like like, they're like yo. You should be it. crying.
2: Why are you not crying? You're a baby and you're going to jail. Trust me, you're tiny, so you're gonna take it. See, That's just what it is. Back then
0: was different. But back then, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Like, like
2: uh, Which one? Well, there's been so many. I know it was
1: California
2: or I can't remember. That's a very big difference. <laughs> big gap. You're talking a red to blue state. That shit ain't even real.
1: He shot a club and killed six people.
2: That was it's in Florida. Club. That was a gay club, right? Right? Yes. Isn't that in Florida? Gay club? yes. I think that was Florida. Yeah, it's you're always Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally always Florida. I'm not going to lie. Dude, <gasps> Trump, Trump lives there. <laughs> but they don't care. What do you mean? He's gonna be running the neo Nazis in that fucking prison he's in why in like two point five seconds. You get to a point where you can say,
1: "All right, what am I gonna do if i get caught kill cares? everyone?" Who cares?
0: You know? it, it it's crazy. It, it's not like I said. It's not like it used to be. You know, like. The times you retaliated was... You think was so. That's what homies, I'm saying, doctor, though.
2: Gay dudes did that. not
0: have it easy. You know, Listen. I'm just saying in general. What, like,
2: I, I, now it's just like, they're just doing it for the hell of it. Like, what? why the fuck are you shooting up a club? Not even just that. What did you just say to me earlier? You were talking oh, about, about the, the stuff in Ohio that just drag, happened. The, the yes, drag the drag show that they literally rallied to go break up. And yeah. they're like, at the end of the day, turn that off. That answer that with this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <damn>. We're recording! <laughs> anyway, so we were just talking about the stuff in, uh...
0: So, yeah, in Ohio, um, it was, like, militias and... Oh, uh, what what's that group called? The big group? Um, it's one of the big white supremacist groups. They were literally, like, protesting against, against them to even... Do a school show. A school show and to do a regular show.
2: Yeah, and they were doing it for charity. Like this, they're like they this literally right. prevented a charity from being sponsored because there was a drag show involved. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like
0: you know, you know, you know, what went through my head when I when I read this was how many how many of these guys and those militias are probably gay but holding it in.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Some of the repression is what makes them like, so angry. come on. No, <laughs> he's like I <laughs> can't. Done. Done. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying like shit like this in this world is just—it's getting disgusting at this point.
1: But and here's the sad part: be good people. <laughs> yeah, that we've tough. got my generation, and I consider you guys the next one behind. We're '80s. Oh yeah, but three generations have been influenced. To find role models and gangsters, drug dealers, rap artists. Well that's what I said. That's what that was that was me.
2: So I told you, people are addicted to that high life. People are addicted to more. They want more no matter what it is. It could be financial, it could be Well me growing up attention. Me growing (laughs) up was pretty much listening to all this music. You know, watching it on
0: MTV and all this other stuff, seeing it in the streets. When we, when I fri- when we finally moved to Connecticut, I actually wanted to be in the military. I wanted to be in the Marines. That was like my dead, like that was my dream: Marines, and then get out, become a cop. They told you you're fat, right? No, they told because I only had one kidney. They wouldn't accept me. <laughs> Fuck you, Angie. <Andy. laughs> but since I only had one kidney. They wouldn't accept me. So that pissed me off to the point where it's like, you know what? Fuck you guys then. And I went on the other side of the law then. And I said, fuck it. And then when I started seeing the money coming in, I was like, shit, this is actually pretty dope. And that
2: always makes more sense.
0: Yeah. But until you you get fucked over. Until this happens. And then all of a sudden this happens. And then you get arrested and bullshit happens. It's just, then doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. You know? But young kids nowadays don't understand that. They just want to see what the, these new generation rappers see and do. and
2: I'm sorry, there's so much stupid stuff that went around in the New Age rap game. I'm not going to lie. You put a gemstone in your forehead. That is literally yeah, that the stupidest crazy. thing. Whoa, whoa. Like, uh, I, like was, you're pushing in on your brain. Do you not understand biology and how that even works? Like, well, Uzi
0: Burt.
2: yes. That is the dumbest thing I have literally ever medically heard in my entire life.
0: Yeah, no. It, it, it's just crazy not a
2: bitch. Why is that normal? I don't know. And that does not make you gangster. It literally makes you brain damaged. Well, after DCF, what you do, where do you go after DCF?
1: And why did you leave? Like, I
2: left DCF
1: because I was not only part of what was called the treatment team, where we come up with plans to help specific kids. I was also part of the administration. Okay. And I started seeing the red-black on the bottom line and somewhere around the late 80s DCYF became a business it was no longer about how many kids you're helping but how much money are you making at the end of the month yeah and when I got to that point I was like I gotta go so you left there I left there, I started doing work for United Way,
2: Um, I did some inner city programs, and then I just... Did you ever do mentorship? Because, like, I really think I could do some awesome big sister stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely did some mentoring at Windsor High School oh yeah, yeah but unfortunately that's
2: ghetto <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if like ali ali went to a summer program there and she actually liked it better than uh the boys and girls club over here really? oh, she, yes she told me there was more kids it was a little more authentic she got a little yeah hey, so the ghetto. <laughs> yeah my daughter was like listen they dance and they are good like she's like it was like being on one of those tv shows
0: <laughs> yeah. now i remember back in that i stayed away from you stayed away i mean you couldn't be a skateboarder going down fucking <laughs> 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 you couldn't be going down avenue she's yeah.
2: like i'm from Weathersfield. that's I, where listen, i went to school did, we don't no, mess with no, hartford
0: first off i didn't go to west i graduated from west ohio last year yeah it's to Middletown. town for, uh, my oh, that that's is better. That's, that's uh, better. That's to- better. <laughs> I got sent away to t- a tech school because my parents thought I wasn't going to not. But instead, I was always—I was a big skater. I smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always on the street. You're so I knew gangster. Where to stay away from certain things. I stayed away from Weaver, North End, and Bloomfield. <laughs> Why Bloomfield? Bloomfield? Near near Blue, uh, Blue Hill Ave? Yeah.
2: Didn't not they, like, gonna lie, I went to high school in Manchester yeah, and they imported some Bloomfield and Hartford students and our town turned ghetto. <laughs> so no bullshit.
0: Cause I was skate with like a bunch of white boys. I'm not gonna- I'm not going over there with white boys. Ew, Blue Hill aggressive violent Back then? What? The? Yeah. yeah they were. <laughs> Come on. You oh, no. <laughs> are Back then, yeah. Especially with, like, ten white boys behind me skateboarding. So, yeah. Like the- He's like, I had
2: white friends. That's how I didn't go to jail. Me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cut my ass out. <laughs> right, right. Oh, no, no. Officer, he lives in what? So trust
1: me, we, <laughs> we see him there. <laughs> He's a resident. I <laughs> do uh,
2: But that so anyway. Was, uh, my, ironically. Do you have... Listen, I, I wanted to ask you, because, like I said, trauma about working at DCF is, yeah, like, like, forefront in my mind. So, honestly, um, do you have like a case that like sticks with your brain? Like, some shit that haunts you, like, on if TV? You want, shows? You don't have to. Yeah.
1: I actually served time in jail for contempt of court.
2: For a case?
1: Yes. Yes. Because back in 2001, I was doing a case where the mother. Was going up to the casino, she'd lock her daughter by handcuffs to the furnace with a bucket. Yep, yep, and she'd leave, her some, she'd leave her some food on the side. So we finally found out about it, took the child,
2: Crazy.
1: had her in a group home for a while.
2: I'd fight her, that's why I can't do yeah. that job. <laughs> literally and, fight that lady. And
1: then because the mantra of DCYS back then yeah. was family first.
2: They tried to make it work. They tried to make it work for the moms. I, I yeah. mean, go CT is a mom heavy state. Like, they definitely try for the most part. You could literally even still have a drug problem. And as long as you're willing to submit to therapy, they and will give you your kid back.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. or you i actually go against the court.
1: You well, in court, obviously, the judge is like, All right, well, she completed classes, she seems willing to, you know, try.
2: Some people are great people liars, are get back. manipulators, and liars, yeah. and, and it's same, terrible. As soon as the judge said that,
1: <laughs> I stood up and I was like, You gotta give me a fucking break, you dumbass. Mm. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. And then she said something back. I said
2: something back. Next thing I know, con- you got arrested contempt for contempt of, court, contempt of court, um, court for speaking out because you know what? It's there's ju- there's just some stuff you can't stand up for. One night, one night I spent in
1: jail, and they bring me in the jail cell. There's like twenty five dudes holding cell, and, and there's a bunch of them near the front of the jail cell because. You know, they yeah. would look out. They bring me in. They've already taken my, my suit jacket and my shirt. So I'm pretty much in a tank top. Yeah. And I'm 480 pounds. She'll tell you, I used, to be, I used to be pretty big. They bring me in and I sit right next to the front of the jail cell in the corner bench seat. Half an hour later after I wake up, I wake up because I doze off because it was late.
2: Yeah.
1: I wake up, I happen to look around. Everybody is at the back of the cell. I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking teddy bear. What are you, what are you guys afraid to? Kind of like, here. <laughs> it, it just struck me so funny. Everybody. But, like
2: they're scared of my size, but really, I I think I used to call you Teddy Bear. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was like because like okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, now it's different. Now they're individual cells. They don't have like a holding cell. They
2: also.
0: do. It sucks. And it's just a glass wall and there's like camera in the corner. You got a metal bench, a metal toilet, and a metal sink. And they'll give you shit. What was at least... this was yeah.
1: 91 91.92 yeah, now it's an Giant cell with a long bench up the wall. And when I they were walking me down, everybody was by the bars. Cause they, <laughs> you know, they want to look yeah. out. I get in there, I go to sit at the corner, I doze off. Yeah, everybody's gone. <laughs> the other side. <laughs> I wake up like They're like, don't fuck with that <laughs> You're hard I'm asleep. sleep. Like, I'm like did I pass gas or something?
2: <laughs> I'm not even here for a tent. They put me on that bus. Listen, they put me in a holding cell, and I thought I was in a co-ed jail. Some of them chicks look more like niggas than men I've met in my grown life. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I was like, are we going to a co-ed jail? Then I'm crying because uh-huh. I think some shit is happening. Okay, my first night, I literally just
0: grabbed the toilet paper, put it down my head, used as a pillow. Fell asleep. I'm like, I'll see y'all in the morning. I wasn't
2: I, I got sleep. a lot of reading in. I'm not going to lie. I spent most of my jail sentence pissing everybody off. They are like, you have to go to school or get a job. I said, I don't have to do shit. I'm in jail. You done took all my fucking rights. So, matter of fact, what I'm going to do is go back to my room and sleep. Because, guess what? At home, all I do is work myself to death. Right. So, here, what I'm going to do is fucking sleep. It's a vacation. Right? Yeah, facts. That shit was a vacation. Um, I did the army and jail, and honestly, I have always said this, and I will say it a thousand times, the army was way fucking worse. <laughs> jail was like a vacation compared to the army, and the army, they're like, get up, you're dying, cool, things are broken on you, we don't fucking care. Uh, okay. I've done vertical push-ups for laughing, for laughing, because I'm an asshole, and I laugh at everything. Are you laughing? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> cool, get up on this wall, alright, but uh, that's why my bicep game is so strong. <laughs> Push-ups on the bed, all sorts of shit they make you do, but apparently they don't do that anymore. They don't smoke you, They don't. they don't, do they don't physically train you. I'm like, I'm sad with my military service if the people defending me have never taken hand-to-hand and don't actually know how to fight anybody. You can press a button. Cool. I know a computer app that can blow up your country. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. That's that's a lot. That's a joke, guys. Yeah. Joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can barely figure out how to use half the apps on my phone, as I can attest for my friend over here. He's like, show me how to use it. What's a Spotify? Uh, we're on Spotify and Amazon and to be honest, most of the people hitting me back go, what the hell is Spotify? And how do I sign up?
0: Because well, they don't know what an app is. We're pretty much on a lot of different
2: uh, platforms. Podcasting
0: yeah. platforms, But, you know, Amazon, Spotify is one of our biggest ones. We will be moving up to uh, Apple pretty soon, trust and believe that.
2: I hate Apple. I love <laughs>
0: Apple. But,
2: art. Android lover. It was
0: awesome having you. Thank you so much and thank you for your service. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for, for your everything. service. You. Love having you here. Maybe next time we can just bullshit and joke around. And <laughs> I'm always available. Always available. This is awesome. Thank you so much, man. And everybody, see ya. Later.